that woke up this morning on the verge of an historic 90-second win in Formula One. Records are there to be broken, said Michael Schumacher. The record is broken. Lewis Hamilton wins the Portuguese draw. For all the kids out there who dream the impossible, you can do it too, man. I believe in you guys. Start your engines and buckle up. It's the light sights. Let's go. F1 show. Welcome to the light sight. Let's go. F1 show on Jack's radio for Wednesday, the 19th of July. And you just heard the Raytons with cash in hand and fake IDs. What do you think of that, Rich? Great song. Really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that. I had a bit, had a bit of a nostalgia game. How, how old is that tune, Dan? Um, I have no idea, but it was suggested by Rob Farmer. So uh, it's probably well, reasonably new, but yeah, there you go. Well, good I, choice, I Rob, because that, 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 that seemed like the sort of stuff I was into in the my, my indie phase in the 90s. So I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, it's very good. And uh, that is uh, Rob Farmer, you know, long listener, um, Silverstone goer and... The one who gave us the Scania mugs. So I've still, got, I've still got to give yours, Rich, but I've got mine yeah, no, right no, here no. drinking coffee from it. That's and it looks it looks marvelous as well. Look, that's a, that's a man's kind of a mug right there. It's a, it is. It put is. a heart. You can put a hearty brew in there. I like that. Well done, Rob. You Thank you. Can. You certainly can. And I hope I'm sounding all right. I've got my new mic set up, so it's it's we are you know we are on the cutting edge of technology for this show. So uh, yeah, <laughs> hopefully I'm sounding all good. But there you go. Excellent. Excellent. Well, you sound good to me, Dan. That's fine, Dandy. You've got some new technology, like a dog with two watts. It's fantastic. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, so obviously we don't have a race to cover this week, uh, but I've got a number of topics we can talk through um but well, clearly there's a clearly, bit of news there's a bit of clearly, news isn't there <laughs> we, need to, we need to start with mr daniel ricardo so yes daniel ricardo replacing nick devries at alpha tauri for the rest of the season so what, what do you think of this so, so personally it's great to see him back uh fantastic but Few things don't quite add up, or it's intriguing, and I also feel really sorry for Nick Dries, to be honest. Um, yeah, he could have driven the car quicker though, uh, and that could might he? have saved. Yes, Yuki Sonoda has. He's crashed it a few times. Yuki Sonoda's he? been in that car for three years though. He's been at AlphaTauri in the same team for three years. Most of the time that we know, it takes people time to develop yes. in a in a car and a team. Correct, and Daniel Ricciardo got in that car at the Pirelli tire test and was quicker than De Vries. Well, see, I don't know about that because times aren't posted. And I I think there's something fishy about that as well because the Pirelli tyre test, they didn't know what tyres are on because be, be, because of the lack of in-season testing allowed, they don't know how quick Daniel Ricciardo was. I think Helmut Marco did. Well, I think he, I think they he sh- they, they he shouldn't do because it's not allowed. So they well, don't really know. I think then, that was I, I I think that was a bit of a non-event that he he, he was going to go in there no matter what. The report is that they were they they obviously you know they do time the laps and what have you and appreciate they may not know what tires they are on and all the rest of it. But quite clearly, they uh, they, they had they, they get given the, blind the time, data for these tests. They, they the get time, given blind data. Well, they were timing them, so they, you know, they, they, they saw the timings, and and you know, the decision was pretty sharpish. It was very much a case of right, out he goes, and then now the interesting thing about this is, I'm going to predict that Mr. Max Verstappen will now be saying, well, have you know that how uh, I think he'll be blowing a little bit of smoke up Sergio Perez's bottom. 
And I think he'll be saying, oh, Checo, I know he's had a tough time. He has been in a lot. He's a great teammate, yada, yada, yada. Because whoever is quickest out of Daniel Ricciardo and Yuki Tsunoda will be gunning for that second Red Bull seat. And they are both they are both a stick to beat Checo Perez with, without a shadow of a doubt. So Checo is going to massively... We said last time out, he needs, a, he needs a summer off. He needs to reset. We know he can do it. Multiple Grand Prix winner. However, he is going to be quite nervous that Daniel Ricciardo is in that Alpha Tari seat because he's also a proven Grand Prix winner. Last time he was in the team with Max Verstappen, he did run him very, very close. So it'll be interesting to see if um, if that year or so, you know, that, that period of time that Daniel Ricciardo's had out of the car has uh, managed him to have a reset and it'll be interesting to see what he's like. But I think I think pressure's on in Red Bull. That's the way they like it. They don't like people to get too comfortable. Had this been this time last year, I think I would agree with you about Max Verstappen. This year, I don't agree with you. And the reason why I don't is I think Max Verstappen is thinking about, again, as all drivers do when they start winning championship, they think about their legacy. And at the moment, Verstappen knows that 2021, by many people, is not called legitimate. You know, 2022, it was... He's thinking people think it's the car with no second driver. This year, definitely the car with no second driver. I think he wants he, he I think he generally wants competition in that seat now to actually Reckon. prove himself to settle any argument. Because say say he stopped racing next year, year after or something like that, and he and he's had no competition for his titles yeah. no, no, no. and if the best stopped, car. I generally yeah. think I generally think he wants that legitimacy of of you know. Not say that he doesn't think that they're legitimate, but you know, in the eyes of everyone, he wants to square it away to say, "I am the best driver, and I've done it against the best." Do you think? You think? He yeah, I, I, I generally do. I generally I suppose do. Suppose if you look at if you if you look back at you know you look at the four years that Vettel won it, I think we can genuinely sit there and go, the first year he won it, he was only leading the championship at the point at, that he won it. At the point, you that know, that was it, yeah. that was an epic season. I think that was the season we had six different winners in the first six races. Yeah, it was right, very yeah. competitive. I think was it twenty? Uh, that was twenty ten. Twenty eleven. I can't remember. If it was eleven or twelve that Weber ran him very, very, very close. And he, everybody knows that 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 partnership, Mark Weber, was quick and ran him very close and won his fair share of Grand Prix as well. So, you know, Vettel winning the four that he did on the trot, he didn't do easily. He, you know, he did. Yeah, hundred percent. He had yes, they absolutely had the quickest car, but he grafted for them. So. What I'm saying is, I guess there could be merit in your argument. I, I think I, I just I, feel that Max just wants to, you know, wants to square it away. But you know, bring it on if if he's going to suggest. Actually, I want some competition. That's all the better for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not only that, I think, and I'm going to come on to this for, for a bit that I've got here. I think Red Bull are possibly under pressure from Liberty Media to have competition in that seat. I yeah. generally think because because. You, you can almost imagine the, the, the conversations between sort of, you know, F1 rights holders and whatever and Red Bull to say either we're going to do something about the rules so everyone else catches up so we have competition or you put someone in that seat that can, that can compete with Max. Either way, we want, you know, we want competition because otherwise... Mercedes did it. Exactly, Mercedes, 100%, 100%. Mercedes did it so much to the so that Nico Rosberg won a championship against Lewis. So yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. They absolutely, and you know what? I know it was you know, and I, I know that we're you know we're you know probably a wee bit biased towards Lewis and Mercedes and that outfit in general, but 
I do think that you know that those years, although car dominant, they did have some. We had some cracking races between the two. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, it, so it, it definitely got a bit more boring when Valtteri got back in there. But you know, they were allowed to race for the first half of the season. And, yeah, yeah. 100%. You know, I think I think Valtteri just couldn't really quite cope with the pressure at the very sharp end. Yeah. But you know, I, but I, I think, generally think I generally think you know Liberty Media would be putting pressure on Rebel to say you know, yeah. Either you give us competition or we're going to make sure you've got competition. I hope you're right. I really do. I hope so. And here's what I think could play out. Okay, so Ricardo at AlphaTauri, it could be a fight between Sonoda and Ricardo to see, you know, who is the fastest and then, yep. you know, get that Red Bull seat next year. Yeah. It could be also, and probably on the same vein, is they are looking to sonoda for the long term so they're putting ricardo in there for now to say how is sonoda doing because they don't really know against de Vries because he was new into the team etc yeah so ha- has he improved is he doing better yeah so it's someone to actually try and test him and see what happens or this is half a season to get ricardo up to speed okay ricardo goes to red bull next year for one year because he always says he would retire at red bull okay and you know he's made things about you know perhaps retiring and things like that and he doesn't want to race for anyone else he goes to red bull on a contract for one year races against max at the end of next year so that's 2024 you have leclerc and lando norris contracts coming up for for renewal and so red bull could give ricardo a stopgap for one year while, while they try and court one of those two to have them in the car next to max verstappen yeah, the only tiny flaw in that plan is that I don't think, and as, as as mates as they are, I don't think for one minute Lando Norris or Charles Leclerc will go to Red Bull. I think they're hanging around waiting for Lewis to hang his helmet up. They Possibly. Know, they know Possibly. full well that everybody knows, and we've said it umpteen times on this show, that any seat at Red Bull next to Max is a poison chalice. There is no way. Lando Norris's no manager at the at Silverstone spent a lot of time in the Red Bull garage talking to Christian Horner and and, mm. and was spotted by many many journalists. And oh yeah, I'm sure he was, and I'm sure I'm telling you what Red Bull would want him in a shot. They absolutely would because they know the PR that they're getting with Max, and certainly in the UK, which is generally speaking, we should really be very very happy because Red Bull is a UK based team. They are absolutely trouncing the competition. Adrian News a genius, and and. You know, we should be very, very pleased. There is just something about, I think it's Christian Horner. I think there's something about him I massively dislike. And 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 the fact that Max is winning all the time, the ding-dong Edward Lewis in 2021 and all that sort of jazz. They've not got a great PR. They go to the circuits in the UK, they go to Silverstone, and basically they get booed. Now, but, if Lando turns... But that's why, but that, but that's why they, they would want someone like Lando. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You're they right. want Lando. Lando is fantastic but PR. But Lando would have something in his contract, I think, that... that that yeah. says you know Max doesn't doesn't get um fair you know the, the, oh the, they would the, have to fundamentally change as it, if Lando goes there yeah, or Charles exactly. Leclerc for that matter they would have to fundamentally fundamentally change as a team and not and not have a a, a clear outright number but that's one. why I could possibly see it I I, I think it could could be one of those things you know Ricardo in there for a year who knows who knows but it's I think, interesting. I, 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 I think that I think I think the the driver shuffling around with the the biggest the biggest sort of um you know the biggest sort of stopgap well not stopgap but the biggest sort of pin that has to be pulled out is is lewis retiring at some point as soon as that I happens mean, everybody moves around the other option i i, I don't think lewis is going to retire for a, for a long time he's really? already said that 
He's well. He said it several times recently. He, he he's going to be in F one for quite a while. Mm. I don't think he's close to retiring. And especially when, when he looks at Alonso, I mean, Alonso's st- still going. Yeah, true. I don't think. Uh, I don't think. I don't think Lewis will. will we all know Alonso's got Alonso's got massively unfinished business, though. He desperately wants to title. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. But so, so 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 I did have a section here as well, and 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 I I can come back to it at some point it, it, if you've got time later, where all the um, uh, Red Bull uh, inter-season moves where they've moved drivers back because Vettel was was on record saying that you know uh, getting rid of of De Vries etc and bringing in Ricardo was a brutal move and that's what Red Bull do it they are brutal like they are really but I don't know if I agree with it because again Nick De Vries okay so I I don't look into this his average position finishing in the nine Grand Prix that he finished okay so there there've been ten but he finished nine of them was 15th, okay? One of them was a retirement. Sonoda's average position, that everyone says Sonoda's so good, was 13th. So for someone yeah, who's new, in, two, new into the team places, and new yeah. into Formula One, it's, the car's bad. I mean, it's made him look worse. That's not that bad, is it, really? Two positions behind the behind I don't. Team? I don't suppose so, but they, you don't forget, they, have an awful, they do have a lot more data than we do for sort of... Of course, of course. You know, apex speeds and how they're attacking the corner and how they're braking late and all the rest of it. And, I, I you know, Helmut Marko uh, came out in, in, in the press this last week and, you know, he said something about how, uh, Yuki Tsunoda saying a lot of people are, 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 are underestimating Yuki Tsunoda. He's, you know, it, that, that, you know, Helmut's giving him a big sort of... Uh, a big big up there in, in in the press, which 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 lends weight to your theory that actually you know they're they're in it for the long term with Yuki, um, yeah. and I think I think they probably are. But so. the, but then in that case, has De Vries been that bad? It, if Sonoda's that good, as they say, but then you know Helmut Marko's kind of contradicting himself, isn't he? Well, no, because what you're saying, if he's in for the long term, then that's where you get Daniel Ricciardo in, who has you know who understands what it takes to win a. Grand then why didn't they do that at the start of the season? I, 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 because I think Daniel yeah. Ricciardo possibly wasn't in the right place. I don't know. We don't know where he's been sort of, you know, mentally he was clearly crushed when he came out of McLaren. You also don't know what contract he may well have had, you know, clause-wise at McLaren when he left. You know, I don't yeah. know. But, but yeah, it's, 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 it's produced an interesting sort of, uh, you know, to have him back on the grid. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's going to prove interesting, certainly. Uh, it is. Weekend at Hungary. It is. Right, let's get to a song and then uh, we can talk some more about just general F1 stuff. And this band is the same name as what Red Bull do to their drivers. But yeah, there we are. Carry on, Rich. A little, little, little segue there. You, you threw me off then, to be honest with you. <laughs> but you're quite right it is it is it does it does come out that right that way yeah so the last tune i did uh was seven nation seven nation army uh by white stripes and um one of their first hits before that particular one was uh was called fell in love with a girl and uh that was actually covered live by a certain mr brandon flowers and that's how we get from uh the white stripes to the killers and uh, you're right red bull are pretty brutal about it um and this is uh one of their one of their hits which i quite like is called the man simple as that welcome back to the lights out let's go f1 show on jack's radio you were just listening to the killers with their song the man so, Rich, we are just talking all things F1 this week. We so, are. to carry on, yeah, to carry on the sort of Red Bull stuff, um, I've got another little theory here. So, uh, I saw a story uh, today by Max Verstappen, and he has warned 
Norris that the grass isn't always greener regarding, you know, potential move to Red Bull, etc. Now, you know, previously where I said, you know, uh, I don't think Max is scared of competition, etc. And, I, I, you know, I, I think he wants to try and prove himself against, you know, a, a, perhaps, you know, a top driver or whatever. Um, on the same story, it also said uh, that Verstappen was talking about his future and it doesn't necessarily mean it's Red Bull. And he was saying that, you know, he's considering his future carefully and understanding what options are available. So maybe he may be leaving Red Bull at some point. And here's the deal. 2026 is the engine changes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Red Bull are losing Honda, so which is probably at the moment the best engine on the grid. Um, going to uh, whatever new spec engine they have in 2026. And I believe Red Bull are going with, with Ford, I think, yes, in, as, as got, part of Red Bull powertrains. Mm-hmm. Does, does Verstappen, because Verstappen's good friends with Norris, so does Verstappen have an inkling that perhaps in 2026, Red Bull are not going to be the team that they are now in terms oh, of man. engine and power? When so he will he be leaving? And is he also warning Norris in terms of, Hey, mate, you're my good friend. I've got inside information here. Don't go to Red Bull. No, they're good friends, but they don't. They wouldn't. They don't. Look, at the end of the day, all F1 drivers are out for one person, and that's themselves, and that's it. So, whatever friendship, and they do have a friendship. I get it, but it's you know, I, I, I think I don't know. You could read it. You could read it a number of ways. Number one, he doesn't want any competition from Lando because he completely understands Lando is a ridiculously good driver. I think he's one of the top ones there at the moment. I think we've got Max, we've got Lando. I'll be honest, I'm sticking Lando above George Russell and, and, and Charles Leclerc at the moment. Bearing in mind in F2, George Russell basically beat Lando Norris flat out. Um, he was Russell in a better was, car than Lando He wasn't a better Norris, car. Though. He wasn't a better car, but, you know, he did, he, he did completely comprehensively beat him. But, you know, I, 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 you know, either he doesn't want competition or, you know, he knows what he's like and he's like, look, you're my mate and I don't want you to come across here and um, and for us to not have a friendship anymore because that's likely what would happen. I don't know. I think he, I, 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 like, I like my idea. It, it could be, it could be a possibility. Well, there's a surprise. I like my idea. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. well, you know, I don't think, um, then nobody really knows what the Ford, what the Ford, um, what Ford engines would be like in 2026. We all assume that the last time there was an engine reg change, it was Mercedes who got it right. But they used to say that Ford don't get it right. You know, no, they're, cl- they're clearly going to be working on it. Um, I don't think the regulations for 2026 are completely set yet, are they, or are they? I don't think so. No, because uh, there's, t- there's talk. There's talk. I saw. I saw talk in the press of. And I can't remember who was it who was saying, but they, they you know, they, they, they're, they're dicing with the idea of just ditching the battery in all together. Well, that's my that was my next point. So we may as well come on to that. Was um, yeah. Stefano Domenicali was was in the was. press yes, talking about a return of V tens, etc., by using alternative fuel, which is what I've been banging on about for ages. Is all the biofuels and stuff. I don't and, think the I don't think the battery you know, tech is necessarily relevant either. Everybody's starting to realise that hybrids are, a, you know, certainly for domestic use, are a bit of a halfway house. They would suit. A very small percentage of people, oddly, but not only that, you know, them, the, but, you know, the car makers have used F1 for that, and they now under, you know, they've now got the technology down to, you know, however they want to do. What they want to do now is, if they want to move into biofuels again, you know, they normally use F1 as a test bed. So absolutely, bringing those absolutely. in, it, that will that, that will bring in people like Ford who are looking to, you know, and actually, actually have that in their road cars. And actually, if you look at it, motorsport isn't 
it's, it's divorcing itself was becoming less relevant to car sales on the domestic market because the reality is if you you know if we're going down the global you know climate change and all that sort of stuff then really having a motor racing series that jets its way around the entire world is probably not very um uh, very sustainable so actually what you make what you wait what you wedge yourself to a bit more is you know the sort of sports and recreational car market and the classic car market which is worth billions globally still and everybody sat there with you know wonderful cars that they take to shows going well how am i going to keep these running it's going to be alternative fuels and actually you know perhaps f1 becomes the test bed for that sort of technology as, as opposed to sort of you know day-to-day road cars which are basically going to be battery powered and that's that so you know it, it could well be I, I would like to see them ditch the batteries because from what i heard the yeah, initial, make the cars lighter, well, bring the, the initial, noise back. Yeah, the initial proposals for 2026 is that the battery unit is going to be even bigger. The cars are going to be just as the same size they are now, if not a little bit larger. And it's just, you can't have many bigger than they are now. They just no, they can't. need to reduce in size. They need to they need to be lighter. They need to be you know they need to be sharper. That's, that's the spectacle we all want to see. I mean, they were that lightning quick when we saw them. I, I've no doubt, but you know they are quick. But they just need to be that just that little bit. A little bit sharper, a little bit more nimble, I think. Nimble. Yeah, 100%. And, and talking of V10s and that sort of era of car, uh, just quickly before we go to song, did you see the uh, Leighton House, the Adrian Newey Leighton House classic old Formula One car uh, get binned into the wall backwards at the Goodwood uh, Festival of Speed? I need to go It was Google horrendous it, to watch. I need horrendous. to go and Google it. I'm going to oh, YouTube that. Yes, that's, yes. Because that's a great that. car. That was a great Leighton House. Ivan Capelli, uh, Maurizio Guzman. I, I love those two in the in that in that late. I'll tweet it out on the uh, socials as well from our account. Oh, but um, do it, yeah, do it, do it, horrendous, do it. horrendous. It was very wet at Goodwood though, so I'm, you know, I was I was desperately wanting to go back to Goodwood Festival of Speed, but I'm glad I didn't go this weekend. I have to say. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Right, okay, we're gonna get to this, uh, we're gonna get to one of mine actually, um, okay. and we have I've gone slightly old school. Um, well, slightly, it's quite old school, I think. Um, no bad thing, no bad thing, Dan. Come no on, no bad thing at all. And this is "Into the Valley" by the Skids. Not often I say this, but that was the skids with Into the Valley on the light site. Let's go F1 show on Jack's radio. That was a cracking song. So, Rich, during that song, you were looking at the uh, Leighton House going backwards into the wall. What do you think of that? Yes, that's that's not going to buff out, is it? Really? That's (laughs) horrendous, isn't it? It's just, it was such a low speed kind of looked like essentially a lock up and spin around into the back of the hay bales, but it absolutely made a catastrophic mess of that fantastic I mean, I mean at, least it, it, at least it does show that, you know, that they do go for it somewhat, you know, at that... Oh, they don't muck that, about. That, they on, do, on they absolutely, thing. Yeah, no, they do go for it at Goodwood. It's, and, it, and it was on one of the days where it was bone dry and sunny as well. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't piddling it down, so there's no excuse there. So, yeah, absolutely, they, they do go for it. But, yeah, quite a bit of a bizarre incident. It wasn't exactly going that quick either. No, I don't no, know, perhaps but... it's newy cars. It was the same with Max when he just ran, ran into the wall out of the garage. They always have a bit of a twitchy Silverstone. rear end they sometimes. Just, they, well, they're just not very good at low speed. Newey's cars only work at 180 <coughs> miles an hour around a bend. There That's you it, go, you know? there you go. <laughs> also a good word you had Vettel driving the Ayrton Senna 1993 McLaren as well. He he, he owns it himself and he, he, yes. he took it there and drove it. It was that was great to see that as well. So oh, that was fantastic. Real, that was a real crowd pleaser apparently, and he went down very well, Vettel, at the uh, at the uh, Festival of Speed. He, he does. He's a, he's a, he's a fantastic individual, and we all uh, we all love him lots and miss him dearly. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I've got a new drunk comment of the week. 
Oh, go on. Who's this one? Okay. So this one was Sergio Perez. Okay, so again, he's following again. in his dad's footsteps. No, because before it was, it was Perez. It was his dad, dad wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously he's been drinking a bit of his dad's rum because Perez has been in the press saying he knows where the recent problems for him are, and that is Saturday qualifying. Well, that's not well, just drunk. That's not a drunk <laughs> comment. That's just. <laughs> Dan, that's just factually correct. I mean, well, he's, he's yeah, not. Does offer, he really need to drunk. come out and it's say not, it? It's not ridiculous. It's just. It. It's. It's just. It just didn't need to be said. Really, there's no, nothing wrong with it. Not. It's factually absolutely correct. Not. It's nothing nobody doesn't know. It's just stating the blooming obvious, Checo. But you know, <clears throat> surely we, yeah. we also know surprisingly that that's where your problems have been. The key bit is you need to figure out yourself how to sort it out. And we'll look, exactly. forward, we'll look forward to Quali this coming weekend in Hungary. I'm actually, I'm actually really out. excited by this qualifying session to see if Perez can make it out or make it into Q3. Oddly, oddly, it's actually, actually quite exciting. I was thinking about what you're... Because you, you, your, your prediction is that he will finish second. And actually, I do think it's a track that's going to suit him a little bit better. Yeah, quite possibly. Quite I really possibly. do. So, I, look, look, we'll keep your fingers crossed. But look, it's, you know... You got you got the smiling honey badger in the wings now. However, the you? only the only got to perform. <laughs> the only problem for Perez this weekend is it's a track that could suit him, but as we know, Red Bull is slow to switch the tires on. Okay, and there's a new uh, regulation being tested this weekend, where in Q1 they have to use hard tires, Q2 yep. they have to use medium, Q3 they have to use soft. So if the Red Bull's slow switching those hards on. Teams like McLaren and Williams, who are very quick switching them on, could get the jump on someone like Perez, and Perez could find himself out. It's it's again. like it's like Liberty have thought about the rules and thought, what can we do to tweak it to just make it a little bit more interesting? 100%. So you know they better they better think about this, which means that if the rebel takes five laps to turn it on, then fuel the car for six laps, get him to do five to get the tires turned on, and then go and do a Banzai lap. Yeah, there you it. go. And there that's go. the other bit is if they're going to do that, then that means you know that's another five laps on the engine. You know, they only yeah. get three, they only get three engines. So yeah, this is some. this sort of approach is going to favour the cars that do turn the tires on quick. And so you could see McLaren. You, you, could you, could see right, you could see him right at the sharp end. You absolutely could. Because I can't. Yeah. Really, I don't know if Merck turned the tires on pretty quick as well. I'm not, I, I think they do reasonably, but I think McLaren's one of the quickest ones to turn the tires on. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. We shall see. We shall see. Um, let's talk liveries. Everyone likes a good livery chat. So, have you seen the new uh, fan-voted golf livery for Williams that they're going to yes. run a couple of races this year? I like it. Looks very beautiful, much. doesn't it? It's fantastic. I've been waiting for a golf based livery to come back. And uh, it's Will- I, I thought so. it would be McLaren, but no, because they lost that to Williams. That, yeah, yeah, uh, that yeah, sponsorship last sponsorship year or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's come back with Williams and it looks it looks spectacular. I think it looked marvelous. I mean, I, was, I, I thought I saw there was nothing wrong. Like I said on the last show, I think they need, you know, McLaren need to keep that chrome and, and papaya. 100%. Keep the special liveries. Keep them. And Williams keep need them, to keep, keep the one with the with the with the you know two tone blue Union Jack. I thought it would look fantastic. But the, the golf one also looks great as well. So. Yeah, keep them, keep them, keep them. Definitely, definitely. Right. Okay. Let's go to uh, your next song, Rich. And then um, yeah, we shall see what we shall see. Right. So yeah. we're going to go from the killers and the man. Now, uh, most recently, um, we've uh, we've really, from a live perspective, um, a certain gentleman has finished his far is his last. Live performance, actually, this last week or so. 
uh, his last ever live performance was in Stockholm. Um, and um, he rounded out his final UK performance at Glastonbury. Um, and during that performance, he had a special guest, which was Mr. Brandon Flowers of The Killers. And that's how I get from The Killers to Elton John, the legend that is Elton John. Now, um, we're going to go for an Elton John song, but um, this one is actually not sung by Elton. This is actually a Taron Egerton version of uh, of I'm Still Standing. It's from the movie Sing, and it's basically because my daughters really like the movie Sing, so that's why I've gone with this one. And who doesn't want to see a gorilla playing piano like this? There you go. Let's do it. This is Jack's Radio, and it's the Lights Out Let's Go F1 show on Jack's Radio. Where did I, I say it twice? Um, oh, and that's why wouldn't you was... say it twice? It's a fantastic radio station. Say it there three times. Go. So good they did it twice. <laughs> um, and that was I'm Still Standing by Taron Egerton. Okay, thanks for that, and Ritz. That was great. Yeah, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was different. That was, that, that, that was good, that. Okay, what should we talk about now? Um, have you heard the F1... Um, are testing well apparently they did at silverstone but i didn't see them they were testing mudguard devices on the rear wheels um i am slightly for this i think um so this is to be used in wet weather to prevent too much spray to yeah. allow racing to go ahead in wet weather anything that, uh, that helps anything racing that helps ahead. racing like that yeah yeah, I think it's it. You know, it, open wheel formula. As soon as the rain comes down, the the spray is ridiculous. And we've seen over the years, many many rear end shunts. Um, you know, people going into the back of other people. You know, Schumacher, Coulthard. There's been a there's been a number of number of instances over the years. But you literally you can't see a damn thing in the in, in you know they've got the lights on the back and everything. But you know, I mean, yeah. I, I think this has also come because there was an incident. A couple of weeks ago, uh, sadly, Dutch driver um, Delano van Hoff was killed in yes. a, a, a smaller formula at Spa. Um, so, uh, yeah, and that was know, that was it. That was in you know pretty pretty dreadful conditions as well. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's... So anything that helps safety, but also helps actual rate helps the racing go ahead in you know sort of wet weather and things like that. Um, clearly, then they're they're not huge devices and they don't look horrible because we didn't notice them. I don't no, know if they were testing know at what point they did, but but yeah, don't know. Yeah, this is when we find out they tested them at like four o'clock in the morning when we're still trying yeah, to get some sleep. No, I, I don't. I I didn't notice at all, and I don't think necessarily you you you, you perhaps would. There'll be there'll there clearly be devices you can sort of you know put on and put off. They'll probably be attached to the wheel somehow, I guess. Probably attached to the sort of I don't know whether you can attach them to the sort of wet weather tire at some in some way shape or form the wheel i don't know i don't know they'll, uh, they'll, they'll I, figure something out they'd probably have to run them if the uh race is designated as wet or you know something like that i don't know i don't know yeah, not sure but, not um, sure. but yeah if it, if it helps them get out on the track in the in the rain then uh, then i'm all for it that's a good thing yeah definitely, that's a definitely. good thing the highs right. and lows the highs and lows of motorsport if i can tell you as well that my um max verstappen made it into my daughter's worship session at school assembly this morning apparently so they were talking okay. about height. They were talking about the highs and lows in sport, and uh, Max Verstappen was brought up on the as somebody who's experience, experiencing a high and a wave of positive energy and what have you because he's currently winning a lot in All sport. Right. So he's now he's now got to the stage where he's being mentioned in worship at my daughter's school. So you know this is did it, they it, mention Abu Dhabi twenty twenty one or they not? didn't go into that much right. detail. Okay. I, I have told her that <laughs> she, she came home and she said. 
But why wouldn't they mention Hamilton as well? He's like won seven championships. Surely that's better. And she's right, obviously. But I did try to explain that he's probably experiencing a bit of a down at the moment in sport because they're not winning. So, uh, so yeah, Max has now infiltrated, um, you know, the uh, the popular culture. Really, he's not just uh, he's yes. not just about the the, the the weird world of F one. So, yeah, right. So it's, it's all over the place at the moment. Yeah, that, that's 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 pretty interesting. But yeah, fair play is good to get. You know, I mean, Formula One's very popular at the moment. So you know, you may as well get get that in the uh, in the zeitgeist as such. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Got a couple of minutes before before we go to uh, uh, one of our last songs. I did tease you before about Red Bull, about you know how how they've done all the mid season changes and stuff. I'm gonna try to rattle through um, through a few. Okay. So yeah, yeah. when when Red Bull started in 2005, I didn't realize this. They had two second drivers. So it was Antonio Liuzzi and Christian Klein, and they were doing it in like blocks of four races each. Didn't realize yeah. that. Didn't realize Do remember that. that. No, I no, remember, I that. remember that. Yeah, because it was like yeah, Christian Klein came out, and then then Antonio Liuzzi, and then yeah, that's they are. I, I do remember that sort of being a bit confused about who's driving what, which race. Hundred so. percent. And then uh, both of them were then replaced at the end of the year. So even two second drivers wasn't good enough for Red Bull, um, and Klein was. Re- Placed because Klein took over from Liuzzi to, towards the end of the season because they realised yeah. having those two didn't really work. And Klein was replaced by Robert Dornbus uh, during the 2006 season. So yeah. so Klein started the season but didn't finish it. And then he Dornbus was only given half a season. Um, and no, no, actually, no, 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 no. He did go into 2007, uh, but then he was uh, replaced by Mark Weber. There you go. And then in 2007, we had Scott Speed was out uh, for Vettel mid-season when Vettel came into Toronto. Yeah. Uh, 2009, you had Sebastian Bourdais was uh, out partway through the season and Jaime Algasuari was in. Um, more re- recently that we remember, uh, Kvyat in 2016 was out and Verstappen was in at Red Bull. And Kvyat yep. went back to Toro Rosso. And then in 2017, part of the way through the season, Kvyat was out at Toro Rosso and Brendan Hartley was in. And then Brendan Hartley lost his drive at the end of the year also. And then we also had 2019 where Gasly was out part of the, part of the way through, through the season and then Albon was in. So, yep, they do like to do it, Red Bull. They, 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 they do I, I, enjoy I, a mid-season change. I got confused when you mentioned Sebastian Bourdais as well. So I was I was I was itching to I was trying to remember the other week. There's been three Sebastians in F1 in recent years. Now Sebastian Vettel, Sebastian Bourdais, and Sebastian Buemi. It was another there one. Sebastian Buemi was another driver. Yeah, they they they. I don't know what it is about Red Bull. It's trying yeah. to prove their 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 young driver program. They I don't know. I don't know. If it keeps the pressure on other drivers, but. I'm not so sure I agree with the way they do things, to be honest with you. hundred percent. And this is another link. I, I haven't worked this out, you know, but this is, the, Go on. The, the, this is quite perfect. Hit so I've got, a, I've got another song coming up. Okay. It's called I Am Machine, but it's by what Red Bull tend to give their drivers. It's by a band called Three Days Grace. So That's let's it. go. I am Machine by Three Days Grace, and welcome back to the Lights Out Let's Go F1 show on Jack's Radio. So, Rich, we are coming to the end of the show. This weekend, we are going to Hungary for the F1, uh, and then the week after, it's Spa in Belgium. 
So there's two very good tracks, I think. Hungary used to have a bad rep, but the last few years has thrown up some good races at Hungary and some yeah, really interesting stuff. So I've quite enjoyed Hungary. And then Spa is just, well, all-time classic Spa, isn't it? It is. It's a monster track. It's fantastic, and I can't wait for it, to be honest with you. It'll be, it's, it's a good two weekends on the spin for uh, for motorsport, and the weather's not looking fantastic, so I won't feel too guilty about sitting in on a, on a, on a Sunday afternoon watching the Grand Prix. <laughs> quite enjoy that. <laughs> It'll be good. Yeah. Although, actually, yeah, no, well, tell a lie. Then it's coming weekend. I'm off to Silverstone this weekend, actually. Bizarre. Yes. Uh, I'm take, taking a friend of mine up there who's doing a uh, caterum track day. So that's going to be. Oh, great. excellent. Fantastic. So that's going to be a good day. So I shall have to watch it when I come home. But yeah. So, Rich, going to be good. Do you want to change your predictions or are you going to stick with them? I don't know. I do well, Max, for the win. I. No, I'm going to. I'm, I, 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 no, I'm going to I'm stick, going to stick with, with mine, it. I think. I'm going to stick with Lewis because he goes well there as second. And um, yeah. what did I say for third? Lando. Yeah. Lando. Yeah. Same grid as Silverstone, but just, you know, second and third switch round. Fair enough. I, I'm, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. are going to see yeah. what happens. And I'm going to stick with Max, Checo and Lewis. Okay. So that brings us to the end of the show. Mm. So uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you can catch all the music from the from the last couple of years of the show on Danny Night UK on Spotify and just look for LOL GF1 Jack's playlist. You can tweet us on at lights underscore F1. Um, and if you can go to that as well, I I, I tweeted the um, Leighton House, you know, going in, going into the wall at Goodwood, and I also yeah. tweeted uh, Vettel with in the in the McLaren and, and stuff like that. Um, you can go to jacksradio.com and find any of our shows, or in fact any show from Jacks Radio on the Listen Again function. Um, and uh, yeah, and oh, and you can email me on dan.knight at jacksradio.com. Have you had so, another email? Have you had another email, Dan, or is it are you still got no, one in the no, inbox? No, just one. All I'm doing is waiting for Rob Farmer to email me again. I know about it, <laughs> right? Okay, so Rich, do you want to say goodbye? <laughs> well, say to Sarah, we'll speak to you after Hungary, which I think could be quite interesting this weekend. Okay, and listeners, I am going to leave you with a great band, the Teskey Brothers with Remember the Time. So it just remains for me to say goodbye and drive safely.